Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, we hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company, but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we are passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow. And I'm Dwayne Drawn. Through our 40 years of combined dirt under the nails experience, we look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow, alongside my uh, almost snowed in buddy over here in Chicago land, Dwayne Drone. What's going on, Dwayne? What's going on, my man? I was just about to drop that. This is some bullshit. Like, you know, the first day of snow, you normally get like a dusting. Not Chicago, bro. The first day of snow, I think we're like three inches and it's still coming down. This is crazy. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's the way to do it, though. You're either going to, you know, get some snow or not. Don't don't fuck around. Just go wide open and do yeah, it. We come with it like this place. We just drump it on you. You know what I mean? No dusting. Nice. Nice. Hey, so today, Dwayne, we have a, a special guest on the, the show. He was a host of uh, the TV show Yard Crashers on HGTV. He also has hosted and appeared in many other HGTV shows throughout his career. Um, he's the owner of Ahmed Hassan Landscape Services, and he's a green industry expert. So um, welcome to the show, Ahmad. How are you doing? Thank you. Hey, Josh. You know what you just did. He just went from Ahmed Hassan to welcome to the show, Ahmad. Yep. He just switched it up. I did, dude. I totally did. We went over this. We rehearsed this, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how it goes. That's how it goes. You you forgot to say badass because Ahmed goes by badass a lot. He's just a badass. And Captain Badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go by badass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna redo that intro guys let's back that up <laughs> no don't do it i'm just kidding josh you know what? that's what happened the name ahmed is like in the middle eastern world ahmed is like john and hassan is like smith so my name is really john smith of the middle eastern world like it's that common of a name right I love it. and it's pronounced like ahmed ahmad ahmed ahmad ahmed hamid it's it doesn't even matter man yeah we answer to all of it I love that. I just usually like to tell a person, just land on one and just be consistent with that one. Don't second-guess yourself every time you say my name. I figured I'd test them both out here and see which one felt better. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, bro, how's the weather over there, man? I, I know I asked you before before we hit it, but let's get some uh, conversation going. How's everything going the, out the there? The weather over here in Northern California, Dwayne, is always better than the weather yeah. where you live. Bro. It's just, yeah. It just is, right? I'm looking, the reason I live yeah. here. I'm looking at you, I'm like, I miss you. It was you. raining cats and dogs yesterday, yeah. right? And then it opened up like in the in the afternoon, like it opened up and there was blue sky and it was a little breeze. And I was like, I love living here. Let me light some piles on fire because it's the burn season. And then it was like windy. And then last night it rained and then it stopped raining. And then my girl, I, I was I spent the night with my girl last night. She sleeps with that rain rain app. OK, so I woke up and I was like, oh, shit, it's raining again. It was just her app. playing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Totally confused me, though. Yeah. But yeah, the weather here is decent. It's, uh, you know, this is Northern California's winter, which means we're dealing, like, hovering right above the frost, mm-hmm. 30, 31, 32. Sometimes it'll dip down to 29-ish. 
But other than that, we're good. Yeah. I'm looking That's at awesome. you, bro, and I'm like, I miss you, man. We used to kick it hard. Yeah, yeah. Looking at the house, everything. Yeah. We've what's been, up? You know, we've been serious. We've both been serious about one, running our businesses. Yeah. So congrats on that. Yeah. And then two, keeping our minds right so we can run our businesses and take care of the other business of our life, which means our families, yeah. you know, and, and the dynamics that change with our growing kids yeah. and relationships. So I think we're both doing good. We just say, we just haven't kicked it in a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. so I'm, I'm the third wheel here, guys. So let's take our <laughs> listeners back, um, <laughs> back, back to question here. All right, like, all right. How did you guys meet? Was it love at first sight? Like what was, what's what happened guys? Was it? It was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> I'll, I'll let Dwayne tell it. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, matter of fact, I, I will tell it. I was at this um, home show and it was, matter of fact, it was a GIE. It was not a home it show. It was a GIE. Which show was it? It was a GIE. It was GIE. And I remember seeing, obviously, you see him on HGTV show, and I'm, I'm be straight up, straight up real. And I'm like, man, this brother's on this show. Like, that's pretty dope. They got a brother on this show? So I finally, I go to the GIE and I see him in real life. I'm like, holy shit, it's real. He is really your brother. He's on the show. Because, you know, there's just no black people on the GIE, period. And then to see well, him on, what I did too. on the show. Dwayne walked by me, by me <laughs> and Dwayne is a handsome black man, right? And he's dressed, he's always dressed dapper when he goes out. And I'm like, Black man. <laughs> we, we literally was like because at GIE and I don't know. I guess it's you know everything changes uh, over time, right? So that was what? How many years ago, Dwayne? Uh, about eight, eight years, seven, ago. eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure GIE has a few more brothers now, you know, because then I think you could count. I could count the number of black folks that I saw maybe on both hands. You can still do that now. <laughs> no, there's got to be more. No, man. you can still do that Come now. On. I was just there. We just worked it. You can still do that now. Yeah, you can, <laughs> but, that, but that's how it was. We, we met each other there. It was like, hey, introductions, exchange cards, right? Yeah. Cool. I think we even maybe took a picture or something. Yeah. And then Dwayne hit me up like, hey, man, so, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a designer and I specialize in this 3D design and this, that, and the other. And all I was thinking was, I don't need 3D design. <laughs> like nothing came about, right? Until maybe maybe a year later. Yeah. A year later. And I hit him up and I had this little project I was working on. It was another little video project. So I was like, this would be really cool to have some, some 3D in it. And we spent some time. We did some back and forth. Ultimately, I did the project. We shot the project. I sent it off to an editor. It was never edited. I haven't seen the project ever developed. Wow. Real life story. Wow. But Dwayne and I became friends. Yeah, became friends. <laughs> um, he actually set me up. We did a. There was a project going on here in Chicago at the trade show. That was the home show. That's that was the home show. The one here in Chicago. And he told yeah. this lady that I got a badass here in Chicago. And he's gonna knock out this booth for you. Okay. I just moved to Chicago. I had no money. I had nothing. Matter of fact, I, I even quit designing and got me a job selling cars because I just couldn't figure out how to pay the bills, like on this design shit. So I mad tells this lady, then he calls me. He's like, bro, I put your name in the ring. You just got to put it together. I'm like, bro, I don't have no money. I have nothing. So we long story short, we got teams, we got everybody together, we put it together, and then I didn't have money for electricity. So I'm like, dude, I can't even pay the electric bill. He's like, bro, I'll pay the electricity bill, just get it going, and you get the electricity going. So we go there, 
and he don't have the money for electricity or he's not saying that to me. So we're hiding from the guy who charges us the electric bill. Every time you walk past the booth, I take off and leave the booth and come back. It's crazy, but it was a huge success. It was success for our men. It was success for our company. And then we just kept building going from there. And then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll ask more questions later, but. Which guy he, tells, he tells he tells the truth, but um, we have several stories like that, Josh. Nice. Yeah. Dwayne and I got together to do something, mm -hmm. and both of us are like, "You got any money to pull this off? <laughs> no, nah, bro. You got any money to pull this off? No. Nah, why are we gonna do it? I don't know. Just keep going. <laughs> just believe, baby. Just believe. <laughs> oh, keep going. Oh, we got some serious beliefs. We got some serious. We have beliefs. some serious stories yeah. with some serious projects that seriously made waves and came about. Yeah. And we literally had nothing to develop it except sure, like grit and intention yeah. and follow through. Yeah, yeah. He got me to come to Miami one time with four. I had $40 in my bank account. And uh, he was like, dude, just come to Miami. We got this project. It's going to be great. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I had like $40 on my credit card. And I was supposed to get to the airport first. And so we were going to get two rental cars. And so something happened to my flight. I got delayed. I get there and I have no money for the rental car, but I'm giving the lady my credit card like some crazy idiot as if it's going to go through. I give her the credit card. He comes around. Hey, homeboy, we just going to do one rental car, one rental. I'm like, get my shit back. I just grab my, my credit card. <laughs> and we, I would say the project was about 300,000. Yeah. We did a three the project that we pulled off. Did a $300,000 project. Visit out there. Dwayne had like $40 to his name. I might've had $140 to my, to my name. And we literally pushed through and got a project done and had about 200 volunteers show up and it was all videotaped. And it was amazing. And we're like, how did we really do that? Yeah. How are we pulling off stuff when we don't really have anything? To, like, how are we even doing this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And why? And here we are today, still paying bills, still running businesses, yeah. still developing ideas and being like, look <laughs> at this. Did you like it? It only cost this much money. Keep the lights on, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still doing, I'm still living, um, in some ways the very same Dwayne. Like I still keep looking up at my life and I'm like, did you really just pull that off? Mm -hmm. Like, and usually, and usually my challenges as a, as a business owner, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this is all financial. I'm like, man, if I just had the money to do this, mm -hmm. or if I just had the money to do that, you know, as, as a business owner, I've been running business since I was 18 years old. I'm 48 now. So for 30 years, I've always wondered, like, could I even get like some starter capital from anyone <laughs> anywhere to do any part of this? Yeah. And, and my number as a kid growing up, my number was always like $10,000, right? If I could have $10,000, $10,000 is a joke right now. Mm -hmm. Like in 2022, what's, what's 10 grand? Yeah. Yep. So, um, but yeah, I've, I've run business. I've developed shows. I've, done projects, hosted them, developed them, a few of the bigger ones with Dwayne, and um, pulled off a lot of stuff that was pretty damn amazing That's to awesome. just do in a person's life. So and I've literally got through most all of it by just sheer will and determination and just follow through. I just wouldn't stop.
Mm-hmm. I just kept it going. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that grit. Now, yeah. how did you get started, man? Like, tell us a little about your childhood and how you got into this industry and exactly what set you on this path. And then once you're moving through there, eventually when TV popped in, when did that first start for you? I think I got started in landscaping uh, the way most fellas do, which is starting off doing people's yards in the neighborhood, you know? And you do a person's yard and you figure out how to get some money for it. Or you do a yard and you don't charge anything for it. And you're like, why did I just do that for free? (laughs) Um, I started off doing yard work. It wasn't gardening. It wasn't landscaping. It was yard work. It was cleanup. Um, Cleanup turned into uh, landscape maintenance type work. You know, mow, edge, blow, trim some shrubs, turn them into boxes and rectangles and triangles and ovals. And, you know, that's the kind of maintenance that I was doing at the time. Um, I learned how to edge before, before I knew what a string trimmer was, you know, with the little stick that had a wheel on it and Mm -hmm. a little blade and you had to just run it along the concrete to do the edge. So as a kid, I grew up doing landscape maintenance. And as I got older, I decided that I liked this. Um, I wanted to make a career of it. I didn't really decide that I sort of landed on that because I was a high school dropout who liked to smoke weed and ended up with a felony by the time I was 19. And when you're a black man and a high school dropout and a felon, you're like, you better go be a business owner. <laughs> Legal or illegal. Because yeah. who the hell is going to hire you? I mean, look at you on paper. Yeah. You got to create your own job, right? So um, at the time I decided, I was like, well, what do I like to do? What do I know how to do? What do I feel like I have at least a little bit of a start with? And I was doing like handyman type work for folks and I was doing like maintenance for people. I would do like pressure washing jobs or painting jobs and I would do yard work. And of all of those, I felt like yard work was what I liked the most. And it was what I felt like I could gain further education in. And to me, it was a big deal to have a further education, a higher education, something other than like high school, especially since I was a high school dropout. And I, I didn't know of any college classes you could take to become a painter or any college classes you could take to, to clean house or do janitorial work. Mm-hmm. But I understood that I could take horticulture classes or become a landscape architect in landscaping. So I looked at, well, yeah, I want to become a landscape architect. Right. And, and I think a lot of people do that who get into landscaping and they want to like have more clout and more dignity in who they are and what they do. So they think, well, I'll become a landscape architect. And as soon as I looked into that, I was like, that's not really what I'm interested in. But horticulture interests me. And so I went into horticulture because there's like, you know, you can go into architecture, you can go into agriculture, you can go into horticulture. I chose horticulture. I guess, you know, considering I live in California, you could go into viticulture too, but I didn't know anything about that. So, um, I started taking classes. I learned quite a bit in landscaping. I learned how to talk the talk. I learned all the plant names and the identity of plants and the terminology behind landscaping and gardening. Um, I took a ridiculous amount of courses. I ended up taking classes for about 10 years, typically one to two classes a semester. Never got a degree, only got certificates wasn't even going for the degree because again, remember I'm a high school dropout and I'm a black man and I had a felony. So who was I going to impress with a degree at this point? So I decided I wanted to work for myself and in order for me to work for myself and have dignity and be able to charge what I felt like I was going to need to charge, I needed to be able to speak intelligently and use the right terminology 
so that people would listen to me and say, this man knows what he's talking about. We should pay him what he's charging. We should hire him. And it worked. I've just been doing that ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Rinse and repeat, right? Yeah. Am I lying, Dwayne? No, 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 no. I, 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 I got one, another question for you, but I, I was actually going to even ask that because one thing that I do notice about you when we go places and we, we do shows, you know plants like a motherfucker. I mean, you know the inside and outside. Like the last one we did out in Dallas, I'm actually doing some of the stuff you taught, you taught the people on stage. I'm splitting the plants. I'm actually noticing when I go to the, um, to the nurseries, I'm buying plants that they actually have three plants inside the pots thinking I'm buying one, oh, yeah. I'm getting three and I'm splitting these things. So I was actually going to ask you that, but you, you, you broke that down, but how did you actually get to, I know you and I talked about it a little bit. I know, but how'd you actually get to the show? Like, how was it to the point where they call you and say, I mean, this is your shit. It's on. And, and, and then not only how you get, how did you feel? Yeah. Um, first of all, I've always enjoyed sort of the limelight, if you would. Like I was in school and I enjoyed being in choir. I, I, as a kid, you know, I grew up in the in the era of solid gold. And so we would always be dancing and doing performances for our parents and stuff like that. And there were, I grew up with a family of six kids. So we were all like little entertainers. So I've always enjoyed entertaining and I enjoyed doing um, stage presentations. I enjoyed doing plays and, uh, and I've always looked at people as characters hmm. and I see myself as a character. So all of that, I think helped me with my television career, but the way I got in, introduced to TV was simply through the fact that I was taking horticulture classes and I had a friend of mine, another gardener. I was taking classes with primarily women because all the horticulture classes have always been the women always outnumber all the men. And I had this woman, Deborah, who was a designer. And she was like, yeah, you know, I'm doing these TV shows and for HGTV and this, that, and the other. And at the time I didn't know really much about HGTV, didn't care much about HGTV. And what interests me about what she was telling me with these TV shows she was doing was that she said, yeah, and they pay me as the designer. And, you know, they always are working for contractors and they're always looking for like good looking male contractors to come out and build things and they'll pay you. And I'm like, how much do they pay? And she was like, well, yeah, I'm a designer. So I just get paid like 500 bucks, but the contractors, they get more cause they're out there like working. And I'm like, I want to know what they get paid. Like I was, it, to me, it was just a hustle. So ultimately, uh, I got a person's name. I got a producer's name and number and I called them up to pitch them the idea. And the idea was, we wanted to do this landscape makeover and it was going to be all this stuff. And I was going to host this and I was going to do that. And I was going to build this. And I was really bullshitting it because I wasn't going to build it all, but I knew people who could build certain things that I couldn't because I'm just a gardener. And ultimately I sold them on this concept of doing this stuff at this yard, which happened to be my yard. It was at my first home. So I sold them on this and they went for it. So my first home, I got to do the landscaping and it was all paid for. And I took off time from my city job where I worked as a lead landscape worker so I could moonlight and do this little television show. And it was all about getting paid, getting my yard done and getting a hookup. It had nothing to do with I'm trying to host a show. And I finished the show and we wrapped it all. And the production team was all very complimentary of me. They're like, man, you're really good. You know, you're really good at this. You really know your stuff. 
And I was like, what do you mean I know my stuff? I was bullshitting this and I just act like I built something, but I really had my buddy build it. And then I stepped in front of the camera and was like, yeah, this is what you build and this is what you do and blah, blah, blah. But they could tell that I knew what I was doing because I was really kind of directing everybody as to what to do in the yard and to what to do in the space. I was also directing them because you're at my house. So I'm directing you as to where to eat and where to go to the bathroom. I'm directing everything. And they gave me compliments and they said, you should really consider hosting shows. Hmm. Whatever. Then they called me like six months later and they wanted me to host another show that they came up with somewhere else. They just needed me to come in and be the host. And I was like, well, sure. So I took off some more time from my city job and I did it. And again, all the accolades started, hey, you're really good at this. You really know your stuff. You look so good on camera. You're just like a natural. You should consider hosting shows. And I did a third show and they did the same thing. So if people keep telling you, hey, you're really good at this, Dwayne, you should really consider being a pilot, you know? And, and then they take you out for another flight because I know you love flying. So if people are like giving you these compliments and these accolades, if they start, when people say nice things about you, I think when people say things about you in general, repeatedly, you start to believe it. And so that's what was happening for me was I was starting to believe I could host shows. And then I realized I could host shows. I could put on tight jeans and have them put makeup on me and I could feel a little strange, but I could host a show because I actually knew what I was talking about. And I learned how to look at the camera and look slightly amused and keep a subtle smile on my face while I was talking and talk about whatever we were doing. And all the landscaping and the gardening was all natural for me because I actually did know what I was talking about. And when I started hosting shows, I was still taking those classes at night in horticulture. Mm. I was literally learning stuff at night in a class and the following week while I was hosting some show, I would share something that I had just learned, but I would share it with confidence and conviction as if I knew all this and I was the go-to authority on this and people would just eat it up like, wow, he's so smart. And it was wonderful. And that's when I realized I was like, well, that's what education is, right? If you're educated in anything, any of us, and you learn something, you now possess it, you can go out and teach it to people who are uneducated, and they give you the credit as if, like, you are the Messiah or the guru. <laughs> and you're like, no, I just learned that from Paul last week, but it doesn't matter. Yep. So that's what I was doing, and I built that into a television career. And, um, and then the way I made it really unique was, one, I was a light-skinned black man with an Arab man's name on television. That was different. And... I actually know gardening because <laughs> I've been working on and learning gardening most all of my life. That's really so cool. Works. I love that. that so so cool. that's how you do it. <laughs> that's how you do it, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the other side of it now, though, because uh, I, I got to have a career where I was paid to do television and I was paid by TV networks and producers, production companies. And now I'm paying to produce some shows. I have a whopping two episodes up on Amazon Prime for a show called Landscape 101 with Ahmed Hassan. And we're developing the third episode, which means I'm paying and people are working on it right now. And um, I don't like it nearly as much. <laughs> yeah, the money's going out, it's not coming in, but, but there are different reasons as to why I'm doing it. And like I said earlier, I'm, the probably the, the biggest and the best talent that I have as a professional is I have follow through. I'm not half-assed. 
If I start something, I'll finish it. And that's huge in business. Now you've mentioned that's a few times life. about being really super focused and not giving up and really pushing through and, you know, especially getting started or even throughout some of your different adventures. So where does that tenacity come from? Where does that, that grit, where does that, you know, I'm not going to give up. There's no fucking way this is going to stop until I say it's done. Where does that come from? Um, that's a good question, Josh. <laughs> I never, I, I never really thought about it for me where it comes from is, um, I have an understanding that life is finite. Our life, our existence is finite. So I'm living right now. Heart's beating, I'm breathing, I'm growing, I'm aging, my vision's going, but I'm alive, right? And at some point, I'll be done. When I'm done, I will do nothing. Have you ever seen a corpse do anything? So I kind of feel like, I don't kind of feel like, I very much feel like, and I have an understanding that while I'm alive, I get to do. What the fuck do I want to do? I get one shot at this. I don't believe in reincarnation, so I don't believe I'm going to come back and get a second shot at it. I get one shot at this. I'm alive. What am I going to do? And so I just keep doing. And because I get one shot at this, I'm desperate and I want to do the most fun and amazing and awesome things that I can. So I set my sights on something that's probably outside of my price range, outside of my intellect, outside of a little bit outside of the realm of easy and real. So I give myself these ambitious goals and I see if I can do it. And typically I do it. Actually, I think always I do it. And then after that, I, I, I assess and I see, well, how did that feel? And how did I do? And how was it afterwards? Do I want to do it again? No, you want to do something else? Okay, then do that. But that's, that's kind of how I live my life. I have an understanding that it's finite and I only get so many years to do this. I don't expect to do awesome and amazing things when I'm in my 70s because I don't know anyone in their 70s that's doing awesome and amazing things. In all honesty, I don't see them. To me, it's amazing that they're alive and they're healthy still. Um, so I'm doing what I can while I can. That's badass. You know, um, I'm I'm actually writing on this uh, this Facebook post I haven't dropped it yet. It's sort of deep that I'm spending time, and uh, I wrote on there. I said I feel like I'm living life beyond anything I was taught to think. It's almost like magic. The more I do, the more in endless possibilities come to life. And what you just said, it actually reminds me of the projects that we did together. Um, some of the philanthropy jobs. We literally just stepped foot into these things and we had nothing. We created something that's bigger than, I think, I think the ripple effect is still even bigger than you and it's still spinning and it's still flowing and it's still going. And we really had nothing and move forward. And one of the things that I did see and get from you, I actually use that to this day. One, I, I grabbed tenacity from the Marine Corps, but it was Marine Corps was forced upon you. You had sure. a way of doing it because it was, you said it and you were going to do it. Where did you get that grit? 
Um, I care about people's perception of me, ultimately. And so I'm not willing to be a loser. I'm not willing to be a quitter and I'm not willing to be a failure. So I throw everything I, I can at whatever I'm doing so that I can make it. <laughs> that's, 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 that's where it comes from. Uh, I don't know if that's ego, that's pride. Um, I have plenty of both. When I, when I do something and Dwayne, I think we had this conversation, but I don't know if, I don't think I cried with you because I mean, we're boys, but we're not boys like that. <laughs> but when we did that first charity project, Daniela's wish in Miami Springs, I cried like nearly every other day as I was, as I put myself up on this pedestal and I told this person, the woman who hit me up to do this charity project. And I said, yeah, we'll do this and we'll make this happen. And I was like, what the fuck? How are you going to make this happen, dude? Who are you? You ain't got all this stuff. I questioned myself and I would cry about it. But once I tell someone that I'm going to do something, I have this kind of deep seated integrity um, that I, I have to do it. I have to, I have to at least give it, give it my all. I don't know really where I get it from. I just, I think it goes back to, I don't know. I think, I think it's, I think it's growing up and seeing the people that I've come from and the stuff that I've been through. And I'm like, come on, dude, this, this is not going to be the thing that like knocks you down on your face and you're just stuck there in the mud on your face. Like, right. Cause what in life could do that to us? What in life could knock you down so bad that you're like, I don't care how bad you screw up. Right. You're just like, I'm just done. I'm not worthy of anyone, not my girlfriend, not my parents, not my boss. I think I'll just sit here by this rock and die. Come on, man. So I feel like, you know, if nothing is that bad, then you might as well like come up with your goal, come up with your dream, come up with your ambition and start moving towards it. And then just weave and bob left and right. And every time you run into a wall, just move and keep going forward. I think they have like probably a video game that does that, right? Like things keep falling in your pathway and you just got to keep bobbing and weaving and figure out how to get forward to wherever it is you're going. Actually, I think most video games are like that. Isn't Zelda like that? Yeah, I don't remember. Don't you have to start off and you sort of go through some adventure and you have to figure shit out? You don't know what the hell you're doing the first time. It's like, boom, it kills you. But then you have another life and you keep going, right? Like That's what most all video games are. Isn't Super Mario Brothers like that? Yep. That's where that's where I got it from playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> I liked your first answer better. I thought it was more wholesome. <laughs> Fucking Mario Brothers. I, I never thought of I never thought about the question. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I haven't questioned it much. I just feel like we get one life. You know, I, I know that because I saw my dad dead in front of me. You know, at like 20, 21 years old, I saw my my dad who was full of life, the biggest, baddest person I ever knew. I saw him dead in front of me on the floor, fucking dead. And I was like, wow, when you're dead, you do nothing because he's doing nothing. I mean, I went to roll his eye back and I'm like, nothing. No jokes, no smack talk, no wild, crazy energy, no nothing. And at 21 years old, Josh, what my conscience said was, wow, 
When you're dead, you do nothing. So if I'm alive and being alive is the opposite of being dead, apparently I'm supposed to be doing everything mm. while I can. And I've been doing everything ever since. Yeah. Then I'll, I'll drop two on you. Uh, Danielle's wish. I did sneak back and cry um, behind the garage. I cried several times behind the garage. As a matter of fact, I think I cried all the way home on the flight and I probably cried for a whole week after. And every time I hear the song played, you're a hero. I cry again, but I'll tell you something else. And this is something you probably don't know. As Viz X was starting, that was the very first job that I designed and was built by us. Other than yeah. that, I would draw designs and give it to people. That was the very first job. Right. So it was very emotional. When I start seeing it come together, I had to walk away and get out and get away. Um, you coming from the show and having producers and production, and then you and I putting that on ourselves, which is still today one of the most amazing things I've ever done in my life. How were you right. feeling and how were you able to control your emotions during that whole project, the way it was going down? I, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, really tripping off the emotional side of it. I was trying to get the work done. I was, try, I was trying to get the goal accomplished. You know, there was a project to do. We had so much time. We had all these people. It had to happen in this time frame. And I've always been focused on get the job done because it's, that's project based and it's not emotional based. Um, I don't, I don't give myself a lot of time to like swim in my emotions to swim in just the feelings. Um, you, you know me, Dwayne, I just kind of stay busy. I'm always working. I'm always moving. I'm always pushing. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's funny because I don't know what Josh's perception of you are as a, as a person, as a human being, as a man, as a professional. Um, but what's funny is Josh, when I listen to Dwayne, I have to always remember that in my mind, Dwayne put up a certain facade as we do in business, right? He created a certain facade that I bought hook, line and sinker. And I put up a certain facade that he bought hook, line and sinker. And I kept him engaged via my facade the story I'm telling, the narrative I was feeding him. And he kind of kept me going with his. And so long as he could deliver, and so long as I could deliver, so long as I was seeing things come about from this guy who's the 3D designer and blah, blah, blah. And so long as he can come up with the design, he can make the meetings, he can do the business and show up like that. I'm like, all is good, man. I got my boy, he's the designer, right? And so long as he saw me pull off what I was trying to pull off, we were sold to each other. And Dwayne and I commenced to doing three sizable charity projects in three different parts of the country in a year's time. And outside of that, we've done a bunch of work where we've just collaborated and got on planes and went to wherever to go do work together. And it was really just because I bought all his shit. <laughs> and he bought all mine. I love and that. ultimately he delivered. <laughs> Until one day we're walking down the street with lawnmowers in our hand, looking at each other and say, you know what? We're fucking that two bit hustlers. Because when it comes down to it, I mean, what are landscapers? I say it all the time. We're, we're glorified janitors. 
designers aren't. Design, designers are glorified artists. Yeah. But a landscaper, we're glorified janitors. We're, we're cleaning up and making the outside look better. You know? Um, but I think the bottom, the, the bottom line is, because I know you guys have a podcast where you talk about things and you keep it real, but you try and give some nuggets of wisdom to other folks that are in the industry. And what what I'm saying, I just want to back this up so I can clarify it, is we all are creating a facade of who we are and what we're all about via our business. It's what we do by creating our logos and our shirts and our business cards and our flyers and our websites. And it's, it's the image of who we are. Keep doing that. Just make sure you follow through on all of it. That's all it's about. Doesn't, it doesn't matter if you, if it doesn't even matter if you totally believe it or you are that from the beginning, it's, can you follow through on it? So you're a designer. Can you develop designs, listen to clients, deliver on what they wanted? Cause delivering is huge, right? As a designer, I mean, your job is to design and then to deliver the design, the drawings, the details, the measurements, the plant list, the whatever the takeoffs, right? And that's what we have to do as, as business owners, set up your facade and then deliver. And if you don't know what you're doing, figure it out because there is a delivery at the end of it. Sometimes you have some time. You might have a design package that's two, three months. You might not even be the designer. You might be running a design business, but you really have two or three people like me. I'm not a designer by trade. I don't draw pictures. I don't do what Dwayne does. I work with other designers. I direct them sometimes a lot, sometimes a little bit. People see me as a designer, but I don't do drawings. I don't do CAD work. I have people that do that. Dwayne's one of my people. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's, that's what business owners have to understand. Like you, you can do any of it. You just have to follow through and get it done. And then when you get that one done and you're like, we pulled it off. The question is, do you want to do it again? Was it cool? You feel capable and competent? Then do it again. What does my girlfriend say? Do you have the long game for it? She says something like that. I don't know. She She's, has a way of saying these things. Do you have the long game for it? Yeah. That, obviously, that's what a woman would say. I mean, God damn. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, can you really do that? Because you, you can meet a person and know, like, if you can do this or if you can do that. If you can, if you can follow through with this or that. You know what I'm saying? Anywho, sorry guys, I get a little out there. I'm drinking coffee. No, though. that's powerful as fuck. You ju- you don't understand. You just drop yeah. you drop some deep ass jewels. Yeah, for sure. Dwayne, I'm 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 two years from fifty, and again, I'm sitting here in my life like, what the fuck do I want to do? Yeah. Because what I'm currently doing is not bringing me the happiness that I want. That's actually it's the next not question. Me the happiness that it used to bring. Don't me. answer that just yet. That's actually the next question. I was gonna let Josh run through one. You want to answer one, or you want me? Fired off. Um, cause I was really just going to hit, um, 
one thing I know, like the world sees you as Ahmed Hassan, celebrity landscape of yard crashers. Okay. I see you as Ahmed, my buddy, my dog. We kicked it. We talk about other shit other than landscaping. And what they don't know is your show is really not the landscape show. Like your show is just a fucking Ahmed show. Okay. Because right. the, the cooking, just all the other shit you do is just out of this world compared to even just the landscape side. So my question is from that, and, and this is, this may even make you think about it. Have you thought about what's Ahmed 2.0? Or are you working on that? I'm, I'm, I'm working on it and I have thought about it, but the issue currently is that I'm currently set up as a landscape contractor here in Northern California. I have five employees that work for me to do landscape and construction projects. I have two women that help me to run my office and do all my finances and the admin, and that's what my current business model is. And I'm gonna keep that business model through the year 2022. December 31st, 2022, bye-bye to my crew. I don't know that I can say bye-bye to my office because <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to work for myself. And in order to run a business, you have to have the office side of it. You have to have the business. So I may keep the gals working with me but I don't want to be responsible for the crew anymore. And I don't want to do big projects anymore because I want to figure out what makes me happy all over again. Just like I've had to figure out when I started doing television, what makes me happy. And when I'm happy, then the, this energy comes from me and it affects myself and everybody around me in a positive way. But I, I don't want to keep doing landscape contracting in the way that I'm doing it. One, because I'm 49, I'll be 49 at the end of 2022, a year from now, I'll be 49. And um, you know the type of work I do, Dwayne. And it's heavy and it's hard and it's, it's, it's back-breaking, knee-breaking, jaw-breaking and toe-breaking and everything else. And uh, right now I'm good and I wanna stay good, but I have other things that I wanna do and I wanna be happy. And I could probably have somebody put a camera on me for I'm at 2.0 and I could probably do damn near anything that makes me happy. And that happy energy would be picked up by others and people would tune in and watch whatever the fuck I was doing. That's but awesome. I don't have all that figured out yet. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I can't take the time yeah. to figure it out because I got to come up with $16,000 every two weeks for payroll. <laughs> it's only that. Just for payroll. Yeah. Then I got to come up with other money. So I got to really come up with about $15,000 every week. And I'm a landscaper and I don't do maintenance. There's no regular money. It's all new projects all the time. So I, I, wanna, I wanna change the pace of what I'm doing because I need to be happy. I think we all have to always sort of look at our lives and figure out, are you happy? No, what needs to change? Get on with changing it. Because remember your time is finite. So you might as well be happy and enjoy this process of living, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at. 
No, that's that's quite amazing because you you're starting right from the the right position. You know, as far as coming from the happy side. So often people are just looking at trying to hit numbers or trying to do better than somebody they know or somebody they heard of did ten million. So their goal is to do twelve million so they can do one better than them. And they're always falling behind. But if they're leading with their heart and they're leading with happiness and joy and gratitude in mind, and that's what they want to get up every day and feel those emotions and whatever they're doing kind of encapsulates and, and enhances those things. Dude, you can't lose. To your point, life is finite. You know, that's it's you don't know how many days you're going to get. Every single one is a gift. You know, that's why, you know, I, I love hearing you say that because you're like, look, I'm done with what I've been doing. It served its purpose. Now it's time for me to find that bliss every day and just find what, and maybe you don't, like you said, you don't have the answer right now on what that means. And others listening out there, if you don't have, you know, if your business isn't giving you that fulfillment and that joy and that, that happiness and that gratitude each and every day, and it feels like a fucking job you're just stuck with and you can't change. You have $15,000 a week for payroll and it feels like you're in prison. Like, like Ahmed saying, start thinking about what parts of your day do you love how can you get more of it and how can you destroy and throw out the stuff that's driving you crazy? And once right. you do that, shit, it's fun. Life is simple. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I want to get to. Yeah. Dwayne, um, last week, five, six days ago, my, uh, my girlfriend's boss of 12 years that she's worked for the whole family. She works for the whole family, but the boss, the owner of the company dropped dead of a massive heart attack. This was a guy who lived healthy, hadn't eaten processed sugar in 20 years, didn't drink caffeine, little drink, little smoke socially, healthy guy, took care of himself, lived in a world of stress. <clears throat> His entire world was just like swimming in a pool of stress yep. all the time, pretty much. That's what killed him. Yep. And as soon as I found out he died and I asked him the questions, I was trying to figure out like, what did he die? I'm like, what happened, right? I'm like, yeah. Being happy is like, being happiness will give you a longer life. Being happy will give you the capacity to do whatever you want in life and bring you the joy and energy that you, that gives you purpose for even wanting to be alive. So uh, I'm committed to not stressing and I'm committed to sticking with my follow through of running my business and giving the people who work for me one solid year. They all have already been told you guys got all 2022. If you want to stick with me, if you want to jump ship, you can jump ship at any time, of course, but we're going to do this for one more year. If you guys want to stay with me, let's do it. Let's rock it hard. And then I'm out. I'm going to switch it up. Yeah. I don't know what I'll do. Maybe I'll go back to mowing people's lawns. Maybe I'll go back to trimming bushes in the balls and squares. I, I doubt it, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the next year of figuring, I'm looking forward to figuring out how much money do I really need to make to just take care of me if I'm not taking care of this bigger business? And what do I want to do with that time? And who else is important for me to give my time to in my life? Namely, my kids, my girl's kid, my mom, and my sweetheart. Those are sort of the biggest, you know? How much time do I want to have with them? How much time do I want to have for myself? And what do I want to do that's conducive to a man who's pushing 50 years old? Yeah. yeah. I'll give you something strong. What you just said was actually the turning point in my business and my career. It was about maybe two years ago. Uh, Joshua had sent me to like a Tony Robbins UPW. And after leaving, 
it's, it's when I realized that all this hard work and all this business, like not that it was shit, but it was really for something else. It wasn't feeding me. And so what I had to do is I had to go back inside and figure out exactly what you said. Who do I want to spend time with? What do I want to do? Who am I personally? How do I want to enjoy myself? That's where all the piloting and all the flying. I mean, that's where all that's come from. And I tell you what I meant, that was the complete turnaround in my whole life in business. That's where, I mean, obviously then you start learning and studying and learn how to manage money and manage crews and things like that. But that's where everything turned around. Um, The question I have is, did this just hit you? recently or you've been sort of picking at it for for a while now and then now it just hit you like i want my life yeah it um i've lived in stress plenty and over the last year of my life the last couple years of my life have been extremely stressful just um running the business and operating the business you know and keeping all that going coming up with the financial means to take care of everything and always trying to squeeze in time to like enjoy what I'm doing because I, I got into this career cause I enjoyed what I was doing and I could make money at it. So the last year, um, was really challenging. And then when we got close to the end of this year, I started having feelings of let's just close it down. Let's just be done. Let's just let December 31st just be my last day. Fuck it. You know, business is on the calendar year. I'm paying my taxes on the calendar year, right? I'm like, let's just shut it down. And I was like, no, January 1, 2022 is too soon. You can't, you can't shut it down that fast. <laughs> First of all, you're still on contracts that are going to take you into January. So I was like, I couldn't shut it down. So I said, well, good, shut it down for 2022. I can set up this upcoming year in a way to where by December 31st, 2022, I'm done so I can close out my books neatly. I can work with my financial team to make sure that that's the case. I can work with my physical, I can, I can do all of these things. And then hearing about my girlfriend's boss dropping dead of a massive heart attack, basically due to stress. I was like, yeah, I need to stay happy. I need to keep things out in front of me, date set, things calendared so I stay happy and I have something to look forward to. And I need to continue to do my best and bring it to a close. And I don't have any fears about Ahmed being able to hustle enough to take care of Ahmed and not all the employees and the staff and everything, but just Ahmed because Ahmed has a ridiculous amount of work and has a reputation that precedes myself. And I I just, I never have had a hard time coming up with work. I'm just trying to figure out what do I want to do for that work and be honest with myself about it for the long game and the short game. You know, I could tell you some of the, I I could tell you one of the ideas that I had, but my girlfriend's like, no, I don't think you have the long game for that. I was like, babe, I could just run a house for the geriatrics. (laughs) Did you hear what I just said? (laughs) My mom is 73 years old, Dwayne. My mom is not the same woman you met when you met her. Mm -hmm. She's like, like her aging and her conditions with what she has going on neurologically. She's, she's going pretty fast, right? My uncle's in his seventies. I got my dad's friends. I got, I I know all these people that are like in their seventies and eighties, you know, half my clients are in that age. 
And I'm just like, I could run a house for the geriatrics. I could still grow all my plants. I could still do my nursery work. I could still work at my house. And then I could go out and do occasional maintenance gigs. And I could take care of all these old folks. And my, my girl's like, you don't really have the patience for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not long term. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> That's funny. But I, I love being in a place where I'm just like thinking about what do I want to do? Yeah. What would I want to do? What, what would make me feel happy and excited to get up every day and go do what? What is that? Yeah. And that's what I'm looking at. It's freaking awesome, dude. I'm still cool doing what, doing what I do right now, but it's, it's a different, it's a different uh, energy. Right now, I have to psych myself up to do it. I have to put on my Carhartts and put on my sweatshirts and put on my thermals and get my warm gloves and put on my boots and I have to go outside like, let's do this, right? <laughs> let's go move shit. Let's go change it. Get the tractors, get the trucks, pull that. Sh- like I have, it, it's a certain energy. It's fucking tiring, dude. Yeah. <laughs> let's go move shit. How many, how many people do you guys know who signs up every day of the week to do a half marathon? Four days a week, not five, four days a week. Who signs up to do a half marathon four days a week and then a full marathon like every other month? Do you know anyone that does that? Y'all know people who do marathons, right? I'm married. They do Tough Mudder. They, 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 they do all these, they do the Iron Man. They do all of it. Like, do you know anybody who does half marathons daily <laughs> as their job? <laughs> And that's what my life feels like with the amount of work that we do and the development that I'm trying to do, because I'm an anxious and excitable individual always have been. And when I create a project and we design it, I'm like, let's get it done. Yep. Right. Plus I did TV projects. So you always see it happen really fast. And you know, I'm always kind of like, let's get it done. Cause I know that we can do things fast. Cause like Dwayne will tell you we've done, $300,000 projects that involved 200 volunteers and we slammed it in two or three days. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to sit here and straight up let everybody know who's listening. It's no bullshit. Like we did um, Escondido was four days. That was probably about a $400,000 job. There was about 150, 200 people on site. And and one thing I got to give Ahmed where uh, his credit on, he knew how to control, not control in a bad way, but command the excellence of everybody, even the volunteer. Um, one thing we did was we made sure we had name tags for everybody. And so Ahmed would always call out their name. Like he said, the sweetest sound to somebody's ears was their name. You say their name, they'll do anything for you. And to watch all these people go. And like I said, I don't think Ahmed's, I, I think 2.0 is not landscaping. I think it's just life in general. He just has the ability to live and breathe a different style of life compared to others. And I think landscape was the catalyst, but really it's not landscape. Like, like if people knew this cat outside of landscape and they're like, Holy oh, shit, he's a whole nother dude, not just landscape, but pretty dope. I'm just a freak. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You guys do a, you guys do a show that's all about outdoor spaces. I just, I live the majority of my life outside. I only come in at night so I can take a shower, eat some food and go to sleep. And then I get back at five o'clock in the morning and I'm outside until it's dark. I was trying to explain that to my girlfriend. She's like, what are you, what are you saying? I said, the schedule, like even when we live together, cause we're teasing the idea of living together, right? We don't currently live together. We've been dating for five years. I said, I'm not home typically when the sun is up. I'm working. And I'm typically working until 
Oh, we're out of light. Can't do any more work. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I want to change that yeah. because I, I have someone who's in my life who I enjoy so much. I want to spend more time with her. I don't want to just spend the weekends with her. I'd like to see her occasionally a couple times during the week. I'd like to be at home working in my own yard while there's still blue sky. So, um, yeah, I think that might've got off what, what you're talking about, Dwayne. It's sort of my own thing that I'm on. Yeah. I've been, I've been doing a lot of deep thinking about what am I doing on a day to day and what do I want to do? And it's like, it's yet another rendition of who the hell is Ahmed now and what's he doing? And it's always going to have some landscaping to it. It's always going to be some outdoor spaces because that's what I'm in love with creating and being involved in regularly. But I have no idea exactly what it's going to look like. There's something so empowering about letting it happen. Let the journey come to you. Right. You know, let the next, the next yeah. chapter happen and figuring it out. Uh, yeah. But be, being completely open to whatever the universe throws at you. You're like, you know what? How does that feel? Yeah. Like, man, that feels pretty good except for that piece. Well, what if we get rid of that piece? Can I still do it without that? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I need to hire somebody for that piece, but then we're hiring people. We don't want to yeah. do that. Maybe they'll partner with me on it. I, I don't know. Like you just start throwing all these ideas out and you don't feel like you're, you're handcuffed for the rest of your life into one box or into one thing. You know, there's, you have the the freedom to choose what that might be. And that's, that's a powerful piece. So I'm really excited for you and, and for this next stage in life. And man, I can't wait to talk to you in a year and see what, what that became, you know, and, and what, what direction it led you at least, you know, toward that goal. That's really gonna be cool. Thanks for putting the pressure on Josh. Yeah. Hey, you put the date on it, dude. And I love that. You got 365 plus days. The only couple extras there. So we're shooting right before yeah, the first. Yeah, because we're close to the end of the year. You'd be like, I'm it. So did you wrap up your business? You yeah. guys finishing this contract like in the next day or two? <laughs> exactly. You got to get this done. I got nine more projects. I can't say no. What the fuck? You just told me a year ago yeah. you're going to close this thing down. Yeah. That's what happened. You yeah, guys that's, and that's really been one of the things is learning how to just say, no, I'm sorry. I, I can't help you with your project. Your project sounds lovely. I wish I could, but... I can't. Yeah. I'm unavailable. And that's what I that's what I'm having to tell people right now. Because yeah. I have I have nine months of work in front of me. Yeah. So how can I talk to somebody else about their project? And I'm talking about closing down my business. I could just go with my nine months and let a few other organic things happen along the way and I'll be done. Yeah. So yeah. That's amazing, man. I've really enjoyed our conversation today and really, uh, you know, impressed with your, your ability to just open up and be raw and real. I love that. You know, so many try to put on that facade. We talked about facades today, but you really let it down and said, look, you know, here's where I am vulnerable and real and raw. You know, this is where we're at. So well, you really, got Dwayne on here too. Yeah. Like Dwayne knows me well enough. If I'm trying to bullshit, he's just going to be over there shaking his head. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've been watching him. The bullshit <laughs> meter didn't go off. So that's good. <laughs> I know what that looks like. <laughs> so Ahmed, you know, listeners out there, I'm sure they're curious about what you do and how you know, they might be interested in seeing what else you do. So how can they find you? So I have uh, I still have a website and I think I'll keep it for a while. We'll just maybe have to flip it into something new and different. The website is at AhmedHassan.tv. That's A-H-M-E-D. H-A-S-S-A-N.tv, AhmedHassan.tv. And then my goal is to have six shows on Amazon Prime that are titled under Landscape 101 with Ahmed Hassan. Six shows by this spring, 2022. Gentlemen, there's two shows in, on the air right now 
There's a third that's being edited. There's a fourth and a fifth that are being watched and written, and we haven't shot the sixth. Here's my question. What's the last day of spring 2022? Isn't it in June? June 21? It's October, isn't it? June, October, October is fall. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, fall, fall. Yeah. We're talking spring, yeah. then there's summer, yeah, then June there's fall. June 21st, June 21st. <laughs> Clear that spring. up first, Isn't yeah. it like March? Isn't it like March 22nd? No, last day of spring is June 21st. That's the first day of spring is the 21st of March, but the, you said the end of spring. June. April, May? June 21st. It's, actually, it's June 21. Is it June 21st? Yeah, yeah it's the longest day of the Shit, year. I got yeah. a long time to get these shows yeah. out. That, yeah, no, we, you'll say that till June. Landscape 101 with Ahmed Hassan. It's a different type of show. It's not Yard Crashers. It does have a little bit of a Yard Crashers feel in the opening of the show because I'm using the same editor who edited most of my Yard Crasher shows. And um, yeah, and so I'm doing a different type of show because I want to do a little bit more teaching, a little bit more engagement. It's not a makeover. You might see the makeover, but really we're trying to focus on particular projects. That's going to be six shows out by spring of 2022. And then I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I want to get through this year, figure out what's going to make me happy. And then maybe we'll just roll a camera on me every morning for an hour and see what the hell Ahmed does. Now that's the show. That's the show. (laughs) That's cool. I like that. (laughs) You know why I really do weird shit, Josh? Because I try and live and do everything outdoors. Yeah. So it's not really weird. I'm just kind of like a modern day homesteader pioneer guy, but I'm not in the country necessarily yeah. doing it. I'm just trying to like, that's, that's kind of what Dwayne's talking about. He thinks it's just a little weird, but <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I, I live most of my life outside. I try and do everything outside. Josh, outdoors, who the fuck walks up and down the street with a little red wagon at 50 fucking years old? That's weird. Did you did know what I mean? <laughs> well, that was just to like complimentary do my neighbor's yard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a red wagon. That's weird, bro. You got to have a camera on that shit. <laughs> you think I was going to carry all that stuff in my arm? Just <laughs> yeah, I really have no shame. I just kind of, I just live life. That's awesome. I look at myself sometimes. I look at how I'm dressed. I look like a character. I was wearing sweatpants with no underwear today. So I was sort of swinging around, right? I'm wearing some big old muck boots, sweatshirt. I'm walking into Target to go buy my new webcam that I'm looking at you guys on. And uh, I'm walking into Target and I look at this car and I'm like trying to dust myself up. I'm like, you look like a fool. I'm like, who cares? Put the mask on, go get the webcam. Who cares? Well, it worked. Yeah. And then I shower before this and put on a new sweatshirt because uh, I'm about to go back outside, meet up with my crew and finish off the day. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well, man, I certainly appreciate having you on here and all of the insights that you dropped on us. And uh, I'd love to hear about your life. It was very interesting. So thank you for sharing that. Um, uh, and uh, guys, if you're, you know, listening to the show and you get excited and you're like, you know what, I really have a friend, I think that could really, you know, get a, a great value from this uh, conversation or our conversations in general, feel free to share it. You know, our, our goal here, Dwayne and I, is to impact and empower 2 million contractors in our industry and other industries as well. And, you know, starting from that mindset side and thinking about, you know, everything starts there. The biggest battle of your life will be the six inches of real estate between your ears. But each person we have on this show, including Ahmed, you know, they, they come bring a different perspective to the to the table about their struggles and how they, you know, found their their journey through life. And, you know, all these different things, it's real and raw. That's really our main goal here at Outer Spaces is to make sure it's real and authentic. So if you're enjoying this, share it with your friends and family. Um, the, our goal is to get out and, and just impact and empower more people. So thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week.